All right, we're back in with our panel. David Sparrow is the national president of ACTRA. That's the Film and TV Actors Union in Canada. Stephen Holliday, deputy mayor, counselor for Ward 2, about to be Ward, well, Ward 3, about to be 2, Tobacco Center, and Peter Sherman, broadcaster, businessman, former MPP. Uh, we were just talking about schools and, uh, you know, a ban on certain things. I mean, we're living in heightened awareness times, and this certainly does go right up to the post-secondary level, where late last week, I guess it was the... Uh, businessman Aubrey Dan, who's a well-known philanthropist as well, uh, went to Western back in the early 80s, and he was reminiscing when they were conferring upon him a Doctor of Laws degree, why he chose Western, and he had this to say. I really liked that the ACS was in the social sciences, focusing on the people side of the business. Besides, according to Playboy magazine, at that time, the women are among the best in North America. <laughs> and obviously, they still are. Okay, and so that really uh, did cause quite a stir to a point where an associate professor of psychology uh, says, you know, his apology that he, I guess, was forced to make in a, there was certain suasion put upon him. Uh, he only apologized for the fact that people were offended, but he didn't take responsibility for the content of the remarks. David Sparrow was there anything he said there that you could find great grievance with? Well, <clears throat> let me just say, it's 2018. Mm. It's a convocation. He's being conferred with a Doctor of Laws degree. And the big mistake he made here was when he stopped reminiscing and started saying, and they still are. And in fact, if instead he had said, Playboy magazine when I was 19 said that the best women were at Western, and what I've learned since then is that by best, they must have meant the smartest and the most <laughs> industrious and etc. then he would have won accolades. So he was just stupid in this, and he said something that probably wasn't in his script, and he shouldn't have included it, and he should have just done an outright apology, no equivocation, and, and uh, hopefully would have been allowed to move on at that point. Well, are we getting too picky now? I mean, it seems to me like the grievance industry is spiraling out of control. How do you see it there, Mr. Sherman? When are we going to get over ourselves? This is unbelievable. The guy made a joke, and the joke was in the context of another time. And even in today's times, it, it was not sexist. He didn't say, and they were the greatest rapes that you could find anywhere. I mean, it, it wasn't something like that. It was it was actually a compliment. And if you listened to uh, the clip you just played, the audience reacted with mild laughter. I didn't hear any booze. It's interesting, though, Peter, is that I was listening to the clip, and in the first half, when he says, back then, the the Playboy said they're the best uh, women, uh, I, I forget exactly, but in North America, there was a titter of laughter, and then he said, and obviously there still are, and there was nothing. So, yeah, you, you make a valid point when you say that, and I understand that in the context of today, things have changed, and I accept that. But, uh, you, you know, you have to look at who you're talking about. There's a reason why he was being conferred with an honorary degree. He is a philanthropist. He is a well-known person. He is well-educated, and uh, he's not some kind of sexist. There's no question. So this is my question, because, you know, increasingly we're seeing in what I call the culture of complaint or the grievance industry, people are just looking for that gotcha moment, and uh, they want to really blow it 
it out of all proportion on this matter where he said, and they still are, he says, look, my comment was in reference to a compliment and nothing else. I'm an egalitarian. I would accept that and move on. We've seen, you know, Megyn Kelly lost her job for something she said. Sure, it was inappropriate, but, I mean, are these firing offenses now where you've got people who have to walk a plank because there is no forgiveness, it's zero tolerance, uh, there's such strict rules when it comes to uh, where people are crossing the line. You look, I'll cite another case, Don Lemon, anchor of CNN's Late Night Show, uh, where, you know... This is so partisan, it's almost laughable, and yet uh, it's taken very seriously, I'm sure. He said the other day in reference to, I guess, these people who are coming up from Latin America through Mexico into the States, that's become a real political football in America. Uh, Trump planning to send troops to the border and so on and so forth. Lemon said, quote, we have to stop demonizing people and realize that the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized to the right, and we have to start doing something about them. And so uh, the report is not a word from CNN, no apology. Uh, everything is business as usual, nothing to see here, folks. Stephen Holiday, do you find that, you know, the fact that it's hypocritical or it's a double standard, obviously, I think some people would get their backs up, and that's part of the problem, too, now. It's like everybody's looking for the gotcha on the other side. Well, that's right. We live in this world of social media, instant, uh, instantaneous explosion of things. But it's amazing how politics cloud the judgment. You know, what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. And, you know, we see that sometimes around city council, that people are mysteriously silent when certain issues come up that they disagree with. And in and, uh, and other times you would see them reacting quite vigorously. Or when a certain colleague or an ally steps out of line, there's this quiet hush in the crowd. Uh, but when somebody else that maybe they're politically opposed to steps out of line and says something wrong at council, then they dump all over them. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a casual observation that we can see as people who consume media and, and think about this stuff. There's always a context to things. And that's right. I mean, maybe CNN should be called on this to say you're you're quick to dump on when people step out of line. But suddenly when one of your own says something and there's no reaction, hmm. But this is what leads to... Uh well, frustration at the least, and uh, people become volatile and uh, very emotional about the fact that they see there is a double standard in certain instances, and then that reaction just continues to heighten or ratchet up the rhetoric, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, the animosity between the two parties, or, you know, the polarities, Sparrow? Oh, absolutely. And CNN, quite frankly, should have said something about this. What I find hilarious about it is he says, we got to stop demonizing people. Now let me demonize the entire uh, <laughs> right. race of white men. It, it's, uh, it's silly. And, you know, CNN, I will, I will say, is just as bad as Fox or Rush Limbaugh. You know, the only thing they like better than dumping on political leaders is reporting live from the eye of a hurricane. That's the only thing that'll get them off of their rants. Mm. And frankly, uh, they need to be called on it because, you know, uh, as as I'm never going to line up uh, steady with Mr. Trump, but when he talks about fake news, etc., it's not so much the fake news, it's the constant resounding gong and clanging symbol of the same story over and over again, year in and year out, is if you haven't chosen a side yet, then you haven't been listening. Folks. Well, you know, that's the thing, though. Uh, obviously, Obviously, there's no pretense anymore at objectivity. Like, you know, I cite CNN. Uh, they have nothing but a litany of like-minded panelists. Maybe they got one pigeon amongst them, you know, who's supposedly from the right. And it just becomes an exercise in confirmation bias. Now, you might say the same for Fox. There are certain shows that do uh, try to balance things out, like Tucker Carlson's show brings on a lot of left-wing commentators. 
And, you know, he gets into it, uh, the thrust and parry, which makes it far more interesting than a one-sided screed. Uh, but I'm just wondering if maybe that's the whole point and purpose of a lot of these cable news outlets now. It's confirmation bias. Just preach to the base, sing off the same hymn sheet, and everybody's going rah, rah, rah. There's no... Uh, it absolutely is. And it's funny you bring this up as a topic because probably two days ago, I saw a list of the current ratings of all of these cable news networks. Uh, and they, they are confirmation bias oriented because you've got Fox on the far right, regardless of who Tucker Carlson may bring on. You've got MSNBC on the far left, um, Rachel Maddow, need I say more, and then CNN not really knowing quite what it is, and that shows as well in the ratings because they're in the toilet in the United States. MSNBC, who would ever have thought that they would be up there next to Fox and CNN would be so far down the list? And one of the reasons is guys like Don Lemon. Can you imagine if Don Lemon had been white and had made a comment like, the problem in the United States now is black men? Okay, how far would that have gone? And and would there have been a comment from the network then? Would there have been an outcry from the public then? Of course there would have. So uh, it's a nonsense comment uh, on a on a a rudderless ship, which is what CNN is now, from a guy who has no business being there. All right. Well, he's been there a while, uh, and he seems like he's. What was it? Uh, he was voted one of the top 35 most influential people in the media just a couple of years ago. So uh, we'll take that under advisement. Let's come back. There are other topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Peter Sherman, Stephen Holliday, and Dave Sparrow on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.